Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Skeptics and Seekers Sunday Sermon. This is 4S. I'm David Johnson. Let's get started with Andrew, if he shows up. <laughs> there was a chance that he was not going to show up. He has not popped up. If you're watching the video, you might see me just look over and check messages or something like that. I'm not being unprofessional. <laughs> uh, just want to see if he shows up. So that's possible. But in the meantime, this is our go time, and so we are going to go. Let's get started right now. Oops. Recognize witchcraft. How to recognize witchcraft. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Because so many people are being impacted by witchcraft, but they don't even know it. Okay. Well, I think that sets it up quite nicely. Last week, I did a solo show on demons. I couldn't help it. It was Ray Comfort, man. It was Ray Comfort, CBN, and Demon Possession. If you have not seen it, you really need to go back and watch that one. This is another one of those shows on the, um, let's just say, the supernatural. It's been sitting in my uh, my uh, tabs, my show tabs, for a little, little while, and uh, it's time to do it. It's a 21-minute video, and I said to myself, if I have to do another solo show... I'm going to do this one. This one is going to be easy. Now, here's the thing. All week last week, there were no shorts. I have COVID. I should be giving, getting over it. I just started Paxlovid a couple of days ago. I've been off work all week, so I'm growing broker by the second. And uh, part of the work I do is on the phone, so my voice has to work. So if it doesn't work on the show, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to work at work, but... And don't worry. Let me let me worry about that. I may or may not get through this show. This show may be oddly edited. There may be some bad cuts and chops. Uh, sorry, because I might have to stop and start. Usually when I do these shows, I don't stop and start. And so I don't generally have to edit. That might happen this time. Or there may be some pauses where in the background I do some throat clearing, coughing, water drinking, that kind of thing. General disgusting noises from me. But I think that you're going to get even more disgusting noises from our internet apologist warning us about the danger of witches. And we don't even know it. They don't even realize that they are being afflicted by a witchcraft spirit. And I want to talk about how to recognize what witchcraft is. Okay, it's it's so important that we understand this. So do me a favor. <clears throat> Go ahead and tag a friend. And I want you to include them in this conversation. How to recognize witchcraft. So just so you know, uh, Internet Apologist, I have tagged a friend, whether he tags it or not, <laughs> we'll see. First of all, what is witchcraft? When we talk about witchcraft, what is witchcraft? Well, um, we're going to start with Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Actually, let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Notice that that first category deal with sexual immorality. Okay, and from there, it says idolatry, witchcraft. The word witchcraft here comes from an interesting Greek word. It's the word pharmakia. Pharmakia is where we get the word pharmaceuticals from. 
And pharmacia deals with an illicit drug. Listen to this. An illicit drug that poisons someone. The use or the administering of drugs. It's also known as poison. From a metaphorical standpoint, it is deception and seduction attached to idolatry. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I was with you all the way up until you started making up definitions. Now, honestly, I have no problem with people making up their own bespoke definitions of things. Heck, I do it. I just try to let people know this is the definition that I am using, okay? This is my bespoke definition. This is what it means to me when I say it in my head. I, I recognize that official definers of words may not see it this way. But in order to facilitate better communication, I want you to understand how I think of it and what I mean by it, okay? That's perfectly reasonable. He starts off by reading as if from some official dictionary, book of definitions, and then he, it just becomes apparent that he is making stuff up already. And in passing off his fantasy interpretation as the real thing, I, I do have a problem with that. So let me tell you what he's right about, though. Pharmakia. Uh, it is a Greek word that uh, we get pharmaceuticals from, and it has to do with medicine. It can be translated in a number of ways, though, and I'm not sure that there is a definitive way to translate it. So it could be just people who work with uh, herbs to make cures. And in fact, witches today are often people who work with herbs to make cures, you know, a little bit of earth magic, if you will, <laughs> right? Um, this, is, this is one of the ideas throughout the centuries uh, for witchcraft. And yes, poison can be associated with pharmakia, so I'm, I'm not really um, arguing with him there. there uh, Poisoners could be considered uh, witches uh, in that sense. However, I believe the better translation uh, for witchcraft would be practitioners of magic. And then we would be getting somewhere because it was it was, you know, kind of once assumed that any herb work you were doing with plants and such was a type of potion um, or magic, right? So uh, which is potion? Just eccentric old ladies who were good with medicine. <laughs> so uh, that could be, it could be as innocent as that, or it could be as sinister as creating potions for magic. And I think that's really where uh, this probably lands. But let me let you hear what he said again and where I kind of get off of the wagon and I can see some problems with what's coming ahead. By the way, I have not listened to this whole video. Another poison. From a metaphorical standpoint, it is deception and seduction. No, it's not. Okay, from, from no definition of which I am aware. Now, I know right now Brian I is looking up some obscure dictionary from the Middle Ages. <laughs> and he's going to make me look like an idiot. If you would like to watch him make me look like an idiot, it's skepticsandseekers.squarespace.com. Log in your Discuss account and discuss away. You could just shoot me an email and privately make me look like an idiot uh, by giving me sources proving that I'm wrong. That's skeptics and seekers at squarespace.com. Metaphorically, it does not, uh, as near as uh, I understand the word, it does not uh, mean 
deception and what was it deception and seduction i don't know where that comes from and maybe this is you know just part of the ancient prejudices tied to wicca but that's that's not at all uh what it is and so i i just feel like he's gone off the wagon here already and inventing a straw man so that he can say that there are witches in the world. Let's see if that's really what he's doing. From a metaphorical standpoint, it is deception and seduction attached to idolatry. Another definition for attached to idolatry. Deception and seduction attached to idolatry. Really? Where does, how do we get idolatry? in pharmacaea or it is sorcery or magical arts okay we're back to something that i think is closer uh to the term but the term is still more on the line of potions because there were other words for sorcery and uh magical arts so this was one of them that was associated with it. And so I could accept that they're using this word that, you know, invokes the idea of magic potions to encompass all workers of magic. So when we talk about witchcraft, we're talking about, we're talking about manipulation, seduction, control, poison, Manipulation, seduction, and control. Once again, no, I don't think so. He's about to say poison. Yes, I would I would go with that. I, I, you're spreading your net really wide, and I've got a feeling that what he's about to do is to you know spread this net so wide that it it's not a net anymore and just catch everyone in it and say, you see, the world is full of witches. And uh, that's that's what's got me on edge here. Then, but we're also talking about sorcery. Now, in this time of the year, people have ghouls and goblins on their front porches, in their grass. They're selling witches in the dollar stores, in the costume stores, witch costumes and things like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, before we get into that, he keeps using the word sorcery, magic, things like that. What does that mean? Can I get a description of sorcery or magic from a Christian? Because it seems to me like the performance of, say it with me, miracles is indistinguishable from sorcery. So think about it for a moment. Let's get past the snap reaction uh, that I know many people feel all right um when a christian does their miracle they are calling upon the spirit of god to do a work in this world that otherwise nature would not provide for they are conjuring beseeching a supernatural powerful spirit to do a miraculous deed that is the very definition of magic and sorcery which is often said that this is calling upon spirits such as demons to do your bidding in the natural world, something that otherwise would not be possible by nature. So the only difference between pagan sorcery and Christian sorcery is the source of the power. But from an atheist position, you're all doing the same things. You're just calling on different demons to get it done. But what have I told you that witchcraft was much more sinister 
than we make it seem. You know, a lot of people right now are saying, well, no, that's just, that's just something I do for my kids, and it's not really that serious. We don't really, need, we don't really get into that, but it's just, but what if I told you that it's real? Witchcraft is real. Now, there's three levels that I want to deal with, three levels of witchcraft. Number one, the Bible tells us in First Samuel that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So the first level of witchcraft that one will deal with is rebellion. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see it happening right now. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. No, first of all, I know my Bible pretty well, but I don't have it all memorized. A lot of stuff in Samuel, which Samuel, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, I could look this up, but that would take more time than I want to. So someone do me the favor of just looking that up and judging for yourself if the context of that uh, makes sense to what he's saying. Is, is Samuel saying that rebellion is the same thing as witchcraft? Because that sounds downright stupid. All children are rebellious at some point. In fact, I think that uh, evolution requires that the successful ones have to be rebellious at some point. And we can talk about the levels of rebellion and you know where that leads, but rebellion is part of the, the human species. We must rebel at some point to become fully self-possessed. So in that sense, we're all witches. We, anytime a child flexes their independence and says no to their parents, it starts very small, two, <laughs> three, when they can talk, you know, they learn no. Uh, they're testing. Okay, that's a type of rebellion. So you're saying that your little two-year-old is a witch? Rebellion. You know, in other words, rebellion against God or a rebellious spirit. You know, there's some people that have a rebellious spirit. They just, they cannot submit to authority. They can't submit to authority. And I this is way too broad of a de uh, description. Um, so if you don't submit to authority, you are a witch? As a result, they open their lives to the next level of witchcraft, which is manipulation and control. They start out with rebellion. You know what? I want to have my way. I want to do what I want to do. I want my desires to be fulfilled. How is that not just every human who ever walked the face of the earth? Things have to be done in this way. God tells them to do something. They say, no, I'm not going to do that. When does God tell you to do something? More on this, please. God says, give a thousand dollars. They say, nope. Whoa. Well, hang on. <laughs> I wanted to get further than that. God says, give a thousand dollars and say, nope. I give a hundred dollars. I ain't giving. I'll give a hundred dollars. God says to give a thousand dollars. But I'm going to rebel and give $100. Someone please give me the circumstance, any fantasy circumstance you can think of that sounds plausible, where God tells a person to give $1,000. Show me where that has ever happened or where that sort of thing has ever happened. Uh, I want to know. If God tells you to give a thousand dollars and you say, "Yeah, no, uh, but I will give a hundred, rather than getting a medal for giving a hundred dollars to something, you're a witch. Thousand. That's rebellion. God says, "Give that person a ride to church." I'm not doing. That. I just wash my car. When does God ever say that? I ain't doing it. Nope. The pastor says, we're going to pray and do this. They say, I ain't praying. I'm praying when I want to pray. I ain't getting on no prayer call. I don't give up. I don't get up that early. 
Okay, so if the pastor, and remember, if he's the pastor, you're the sheep. Uh, so the pastor requires everyone in the con congregation to get up at, say, 4 o'clock in the morning to do a prayer thing. And you were up late. You go to work at 8. You get up at 6. But now you're supposed to get up at 4 because the pastor, and you're the sheep, has a bug up his butt about some thing. You don't have the right to say, no, that doesn't work with my schedule. I will pray. I'm just not going to pray at that time. No, if you do that, you're a witch? Rebellion. The Bible says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. And what, end up, what ends up happening to Saul? He finds himself being afflicted by these spirits, these tormenting spirits. How did they come in? They came in through his rebellion. They came in through his rebellion. Okay, he was afflicted by tormenting spirits. You know, as I read the story of Saul, he just seems like a person with mental illness. Um, pretty easy to diagnose mental illness, uh, although I'm not a... Uh, I'm not a professional in this. I'm not even an amateur, but I, I know the stories. <laughs> and, um, but, but he would say that Saul was in, inflicted with, what, demons, evil spirits? He was infested with, what, the, the spirit of witchery because he rebelled and then he opened himself up to evil spirits. D tell me, does this sound batshit crazy to even a few Christians out there? And that's what happens when a person is operating in a spirit of rebellion. They begin to open their lives to witchcraft. Okay. He, he used a term here, and I don't want to let it pass up. I've heard it many times, but uh, calling Sarah, uh, maybe a little bit of explanation here, operating in the spirit of rebellion. Okay, that's not just to say he was rebellious at this, you know, at some point in his life, he committed an act of rebellion. He is operating in the spirit of rebellion because, in fact, there is a demon, a spirit of rebellion that can then possess and employ your body and your services. And that's kind of where he's going with that. So if you heard it, him saying, and Saul was rebellious here, you weren't listening right. That is not what he said at all. That is not what it means to operate in the spirit of X. Number two, the next level is manipulation and control. So it starts off as rebellion. Then it goes into manipulation and control. That is uh, temper tantrums, silent treatment, ignoring people. Hang on. Temper tantrums, silent treatment, ignoring people. Are these not all options <laughs> for humans that can sometimes be good? I mean, sometimes it's good to vent your temper. There are safe ways to vent your temper. You can call it a temper tantrum if you like. Uh, and sometimes it, it is not a healthy thing the way people do it. But, I mean, it just sounds like venting. Uh, the silent tre treatment maybe to ignore someone a while, put them on block. <laughs> That's something that you should probably do for your mental health and theirs. But in his mind, these are forms of manipulation which flow from rebellion, which is a sign of witchcraft. Throwing fits, uh, lying, deceiving, gossiping, as a form of manipulation and control, trying to 
make things work out in a certain way to manipulate the outcome of something. Sorry, isn't that what we all do in life every day to try to make the outcome in a certain way that benefits us? Is it how it what? That's another form of witchcraft. Oh my God, I was just going to ask is that witchcraft? Is that witchcraft? A certain way to manipulate the outcome of something. That's another form of witchcraft. What? And that is very the outcome of something. That's another form of witchcraft. <sighs> and that is very dangerous. Now, this form of witchcraft opens up a person to the third and most dangerous form of witchcraft, which is sorcery. Sorcery. Yeah, because if you're ever rebellious and if you ever try to manipulate a situation to benefit you, I mean, that's just a gateway drug to sorcery. You're going to get a cauldron at, at that point. This is where the person begins to channel evil spirits. <laughs> what a huge leap. I mean, you see where this goes, right? Um, you have some moment of rebellion that he calls operating in the spirit of rebellion. And then maybe you get upset. You're a little bit passive aggressive for a little while as you work through things. And for him, the next step is, well, there goes. Sorcery is the next step. How do we connect these dots? You know, this is where the person begins to actually engage in the astral realm. Excuse me. I'm sorry, the astral realm. I thought that we had hit the batshit stuff, but I feel like we're just getting ready to enter it. If someone understands the astral realm, please drop it in the comments. I do this. Look, I've dealt with the crazier forms of Christianity a little, but they were always in the peripheral to me. This astral realm nonsense, I'm not even sure. We might be exiting Christianity out the back door at this point. In the astral realm, you know, that where the person is now projecting curses, speaking curses, releasing curses. If you understand about witchcraft, witchcraft operates in the astral plane. Okay, so if the astral plane doesn't exist, then could we confidently say that witchcraft doesn't exist in other words it's it's a it's a, a realm that is that is that is corporeal it is it is metaphysical wait a minute it's a realm that is corporeal and metaphysical i think he meant incorporeal all right easy mistake um Without without body, without material as we know it, immaterial, incorporeal, nobody, uh, metaphysical. So if the astral realm is incorporeal and metaphysical, how do you access it to know so much about it? What witches do, people that actually engage in sorcery and witchcraft, they literally project themselves, their souls, mind, will, and emotion across the astral plane. Okay. I saw, I'm not kidding. Uh, my wife and I, we, we watch Netflix at night before we go to bed. Um, and we watch this uh, Netflix. We don't just watch Netflix. We watch this thing. I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix. And um, it was, it had to do with astral uh, projection and, uh, travel from one plane to another. It was a kind of weird movie, but it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't terrible. It was a Netflix movie. This feels like he just watched the same Netflix show that I did and formed a theology around it. Or I watched the show and I saw it as fiction and he watched it and saw it as a documentary. This is why sometimes you'll feel somebody in your room because they are in your room. No. Sometimes you feel someone in your room. We had it. I really 
had not listened to this show. So I didn't, I don't know what he's going to say. <laughs> we had this discussion uh, a little bit on uh, skepticsandseekers.squarespace.com, log in your discuss account, discuss away. We had this discussion uh, about night terrors uh, and sleep paralysis, where we talk about this because some of us have suffered uh, from this uh, all our lives. This sounds like a guy who's never heard of that but maybe has had some experience with it or heard people talk about it who had experiences with it. And he just wrapped a theology around it. I'll never forget a story about this guy that was known as a prophet. He, he, was, a, he was a prophet, very popular at the time. And he started going left, started studying this alternate dimension stuff and, and astral plane stuff and became a full-blown witch. In fact, a friend of mine said that, that he showed up in her room and he was, he was inside, he was, he was levitating right where the ceiling was. She said, what are you doing here? And he started smiling. She said, you better get out of here. I bind you in Jesus' name. And he just disappeared. And so many people don't realize they're opening. See, when you put witches and warlocks and, and, and ghouls and goblins in your house, right? Even as a celebration of Halloween, you actually invite those evil spirits to come. Okay. Uh, now I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Uh, hit me in the comments. Is this guy uh, simply misinformed? Or is he mentally ill? Or just dishonest? I mean, there, there's some choices here. But if he's sincere about some of the stuff he's saying now, even Christians would say that guy, that guy Craig. I, and I, I purposely do not do videos dealing with people that I have deemed to be just mentally ill. I see no benefit in ridiculing the ridiculousness of someone who is mentally ill. And as I listen to him talk, I'm starting to wonder, you know, the thing is, I've heard some of this stuff, though, in the fringe of religion. And I don't want to just tag religious people as mentally ill. So Christians listening to this, you tell me what you're hearing right now. Because I'm feeling a little bit uneasy about continuing so let's continue you're giving them permission to operate and that's why you'll see around this time halloween so many sicknesses lord wanted me to tell some of you some of this stuff is not a sickness it's witchcraft it's a witch okay i no never mind witchcraft spirit and you have to be able to recognize what it is and take authority over the spirit of witchcraft now, you can't cast out what you cooperate with. You can't cast out what you, what you cooperate with. So you can't be reading Harry Potter and trying to cast out witchcraft spirits. It's not going to work. Okay. Reading Harry Potter. It's, is, that, um, is that a window into the occult? Is that a form of witchcraft. I'm uh, look, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to engage that much this week. I, I need you to engage in some discussion on this so that I can read it on my breaks. This is, um, so if you're reading Harry Potter, you're not going to be able to engage this spirit. I don't know. Nope. Can't do it. How about I dream of genie? You can't be reading. Come on, wi wizards of Waverly Place, and then try to bind up demons that come to you. No, you invited them in. That's right. Wizards of Waverly Place. Is that a story? Is it? Do I need to look that up? Because I do, I do enjoy this type of story. <laughs> they have legal grounds because they're your guest. You can't cast out what. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey. No, you invited them in. 
They have legal grounds because they're your guest. They have legal grounds. I, he's got a an entire cosmology wrapped around this, and I'm I'm trying to pick apart the cosmology to to see what's undergirding it. So you're not just dabbling in the occult, but there's also some kind of legal system here in the astral plane. And there's some law that says if you've invited some spirit in, whether you knew you were doing it or not, then they have legal grounds to occupy your territory. Is that right? Has Have you heard of that? Do, what? You can't cast out what you cooperate with. You can't cast out what you cooperate with. So we we need to recognize and discern what are the things in our life? Is there rebellion in me? Do I have a tendency to rebel against God? Do I? Because, you know, when God tells you to give a thousand dollars, you better be prepared to give it, brother. I have a tendency to insist on my own way. Come on now. Do I, watch this, do I operate in manipulation? Do I operate with manipulation? I did work in sales for a long time. You see? So before we go, I want to, well, we'll be right back, but I want you to, the Lord told me to release this to you. And Whoa. This blows me away and just takes me off every time. The Lord told me, and then he it's not that the Lord told me to tell you. The Lord told me to release this to you. Just take note of the, the Christianese here. There's, Sarah, just, I need a blog post uh, from you here. All right. So, I'm thinking maybe not mental ill, maybe just dishonest. But let's see what the Lord told him to release to that. Maybe the Lord's going to tell us to give $1,000. I want you to partner with us. Go to my website, keenanbridges.com. Okay. Watch this quick video. They'll show you how to do that. We'll be right back. Second okay. Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says, He that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, but God loves a cheerful giver, not a fearful giver or a cheerful giver, a cheerful giver. I love verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he is dispersed abroad, he is given to the poor, his righteousness remains forever. Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. As you give today, friends, I want you to release your faith and know that we serve a faithful God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in us. I believe there's a supernatural blessing that's coming on your life and your finances as you trust God in your giving and do what you've never done before to see what you've never seen before. I'm telling you, this is the day for your supernatural breakthrough. God bless you. I want to give you. I'm sorry. Um, I still might edit this out, so I don't know whether you just heard that or not. Uh, like every bad TV commercial in the 80s, when it was really bad, the show is at one volume. There's this fairly standard volume for shows. And then the commercial is way louder. Now, why do they do this? Because they want to follow you through the house as you get up and get your drink or your bathroom. So they crank the commercial up to make sure that you can't miss it. The commercial here was at least twice as loud uh, as the audio. So 
if I did leave it in, uh, I turned the volume way down because it went way up and that kind of editing is, is quite intentional. Um, how much of this did I leave in? Uh, present me doesn't know, only future me knows the answer to that. But I quipped that, um, you know, you are going to be able to connect with this ministry because maybe God is going to tell you to give $1,000. That is, in essence, what the message said. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a commercial break. Uh, that, you know, God is calling you to give, give to this ministry. Um, I, don't, I don't want to repeat. It's disgusting. But I do believe that I have answered the question, uh, simply misguided, mentally ill, or charlatan. This is just a grifter. This is just a lying son of a bitch grifter. And um, I think we, <laughs> I think we got the evidence. I know there are some of you, Darren. It's probably you who is getting ready with the post. Why do we have to choose? Why <laughs> these are not mutually exclusive options? Stop it, okay? Just consider yourself having posted it. I see you. A couple signs that witchcraft may be operating, and then we're going to pray to break that. Very simple, very very to the point. Number one, listen to this: infirmity, infirmity especially infirmity that does not seem to alleviate through natural means. In other words, you've used medicine, you've gone to the doctor, and it will not alleviate stubborn infirmities, right? A persistent cough that will not go away, no matter what you do. A persistent migraine that will not go away, no matter how much uh, migraine medicine, whatever you use, it will not go away. I hear what I'm saying. Infirmity. Pain in your body that is inexplicable. The doctors can't find, you know, you can't, I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and said, Pastor, I have this thing in my body and the doctors don't know what it is. They can't tell me why I keep dealing with this. No matter what, I keep dealing with the same thing. They can't tell me why. That's a sign that there may be a spirit of witchcraft attacking you. Okay. I just, I just wanted to hear the punchline here. Dude, you've been describing uh, my physical condition since I was about 17. <laughs> but, but sure, in infirmities, long-term chronic infirmities, those aren't medical uh, issues, folks. No, this has nothing to do with medicine. It's witchcraft. Number two pervasive and seemingly uncontrollable thoughts. When thoughts just flood your mind, whether it be lustful thoughts, whether it be thoughts of depression, right? Thoughts of hopelessness or despair. Well, you, you Hang on. I, I don't, I can't let him finish this. I'm sorry. Um, depression, despair, anxiety, su suicidal ideation, these are not demons. These are not spirits. These are not witches. These are mental illnesses that we can deal with. These are largely, in many cases, physical. And we can help with that. All right? Med medicine is not in the dark about these things. But do not ever let anyone tell you when, when you're suffering from depression or, or the like, that you are beset with witches. Because then the next thing is to find out what you did to let the witches in. This is exactly why Christians do not admit to having mental illnesses. Because this is how the lower troglodyte type of Christian thinks. This is how they talk. This is how they preach week after week. This is what real Christianity looks like. Wake up one morning, you just feel like, man, I really want to just give up. Thoughts of suicide, where you've literally said, man, if I, I just, just should take my life. And it comes out of nowhere. Actually, 
Things aren't even that bad. But this old one, remember when Jezebel spoke a witchcraft curse against Elijah, he despaired of life. The Bible says that he really literally wanted to give up on his life. Why? Because that was a word curse spoken against him and it was a witchcraft curse. That's one of the ways you know witchcraft is operating. Watch this unusual calamity. Unusual calamity. You know, uh, my wife tested positive for COVID uh, seven days ago. Uh, I didn't test that day, but I did get sick the next day. Went to the doctor on Monday. He tested me. No COVID. I got sicker and sicker on Thursday. I took a home test. COVID. I got some Paxlovid on Friday, and we're still working through that. I don't, I don't know too many people who have had as many calamities as I have lately. Maybe it's witchcraft. You know, the car breaks down, the house catches on fire, the keys get lost. Don't you speak that stuff on me. The sink, all the water runs out of the sink, all at the same time. Why is this guy trying to curse my sink? That's one of the ways you know. Unusual calamity. And unfortunately, here's another one you need to know. Premature death. Okay, hang on. Unusual calamity, also in the dictionary under shit happens. You got to understand that there are rituals being done during this season that require human sacrifices. And so you'll find people dropping dead. This one just drops dead. Nobody knows why. I mean, I've heard so many stories recently of people dying. Just dying. They found this one in the bed. Found this one in the, in the, uh, you know, the, the. Yeah, while he's trying to think of where uh, this body is found. Uh, yeah, you read a lot of stories about people dying. It's usually drugs uh, when they die young. So that's not that. Um, Mysterious. It's usually drugs or suicide, and there's a lot of that. Hollywood uh, actors who die uh, young, and you can kind of know that it was something like that because the story will never contain the cause of death, and you've got to look really, really, really deep to see uh, exactly what happened to to one of your favorite uh, celebrities. Um, yeah, not that mysterious, uh, not witchcraft, but. You know, someone dies in their bed. Someone dies, uh, you know, wherever someone dies. And it's just witchcraft. This is classic seeing evil spirits around every corner. The bathtub. I found this one in the shower. And found this one here. You'll see premature death is one of the manifestations of a witchcraft assignment. Right. Also, the number one place. No, no joke here. Number one place people die in their house is the bathroom and the shower. Not the slip and fall and hitting the head. They were already dead. Uh, it, it becomes a matter of uh, high or low blood pressure, so, something like that. I can't remember the exact cause, uh, low blood sugar and diabetics, but it happens because they've been sleep for a while they get up and they go to the bathrooms first thing you do get in the shower but your chemistries are off and you uh just kind of faint dead away happens all the time and uh, often fainting dead away not metaphorical you actually faint dead away extremely common but we have been missing the cause of death for this sort of thing. It wasn't blood pressure, fool. It was witchcraft. That's how you know the witchcraft is operating. And this is what you need to do. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. I renounce every witchcraft attack against my life in the name of Jesus. And I fall out of agreement with every assignment from the enemy. You got to declare that over your life. Okay, all right, hang on. <laughs> hang on. You can avoid 
dying by saying this. I feel like I would be doing listeners a disservice. This would be podcast malpractice if I didn't go back and listen to this paragraph. You've got to have a chance to listen to this. Uh, pause it yourself. Write it down. Someone please post this prayer in the comments. I just want to refer to this from time to time because I want everybody to live and not die. Let's let's see if we can get back to the beginning of this. Against my life and declare the works of the Lord. You need to do. I shall not die but live. I shall not die but live. And declare the works of the Lord. I and declare the works of the Lord. Do I have to kind of hop up and down and clap when I say that? I renounce every witchcraft attack against my life. I renounce every witchcraft attack on my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I fall out of agreement with every assignment from the enemy. And I fall out of agreement with every assignment from the enemy. You got to declare that over your life. I declare it over my life. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You know, I can feel it. I can feel it. The COVID's just slipping away. The co <laughs> Never mind. Manipulation and control, including seduction. When your mind is, is, it's like mind control is a form of witchcraft. Brain fog. You can't think. You can't remember anything. And I thought it was just writer's block. You can't remember anything. Every time you come around this person, you get a headache. Every time you come around this person, you just you can't remember anything. Almost like you're under a spell. All right, hear me. Now, I want to say this because remember, we talked about pharmacia, and the Lord got on me about this. I remember years ago, I had to have some dental surgery done. And... Um, they gave me oxycodone. Hang, hang on. Why would you ever need dental surgery? Because I'm trying to track, I'm trying to see the world the way you do. What demon had you allowed to operate in your life that would cause your teeth to be set on edge? And uh, as a pain thing. And I remember taking that and I slept for like 14 hours and the Lord said to me, Never take that again. The, the Lord gives very specific medical advice. But what the Lord didn't do was take away your dental problem so that you had to go see a dentist who had to give you pain medicine. Thanks, Lord. And Obama. In Canada. Did you know that some medicine... Some pharmaceuticals have witchcraft in them. The apothecary. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I just wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I've got several medicines <laughs> in the next room here. Not one of them has an ingredient of witchcraft. <laughs> I can't go on. I don't know what's going on. Have witchcraft in them. The apotheceuticals have witchcraft in them. The apothecary or the pharmaceutical company or the chemist that concocted it put witchcraft in it and that's why look at the side effects of some of these drugs there's a there's a condition called uh restless leg syndrome it's a real thing it's a demon and <laughs> with me today they would have been able to take over <laughs> you're stuck with me i'm just trying to 
I'm trying to imagine the demon assignments <laughs> as you move up to the ranks. Some schlub has been working for the last thousand years, and he finally gets his promotion, and now he's the demon of restless leg. <laughs> he's got to serve for another thousand years doing that. <laughs> Dang. They have medicine for this, pharma pharmaceuticals for this, and one of the side effects of taking this pharmaceuticals is gambling. Tell me how a drug can make you go to Hard Rock Casino. And, and <laughs> okay, Darren, I release you. You can finish that uh, comment you started. <laughs> about these things not being mutually exclusive. Go straight to the slot machine. It's called pharmakia, pharmaceuticals. Be careful. That's why the Lord's been dealing with me. Be careful what you put in your body. Be careful what you entertain. Be careful what you drink. The devil is trying to get stuff into us that will alter our state of mind. Put you in an altered state of consciousness where you are no longer aware. How many women have been raped because they drank something? Come on now. An altered state of. Hang on. Are we blaming women who have been roofied and raped for the fact that they were roofied? What? 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 Consciousness. How many people have made a bad decision, slept with somebody they would never sleep with because they were drunk? Hear what I'm saying. That's why they call that stuff spirits. Alcohol is called spirits because there are spirits attached to alcohol. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. No, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Right. I'm telling you, some of this stuff across the counter is no different than crack or heroin. It's the same thing. Chemically, it's the same. True enough. Be careful. What? But crack and heroin isn't witchcraft either. You let into your body. You know, some people under the guise of being inoculated have led in all kinds of demon spirits. I've done deliverance sessions on people who took certain things into their body. You have not. You're just lying. I, I'm sorry. I don't buy a word of it. So you need to be wise. Don't eat this $2 meat. Amen. I mean, this 50 cent meat. Some of you going to turn into a goat if you eat that. <laughs> Come on now. I don't think he's joking. So guard your heart, guard your life, guard your body. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Guard it with all your heart and stop accepting the devil tormenting you. Uh -huh. Father, in the name of Jesus, we break every witchcraft assignment against your sons and your daughters, and we give you praise for victory over every spell, every incantation, every assignment, every demonic arrow, we say it is broken right now and return to its sender in the mighty name of Jesus. I commit this time to you now in Jesus name. Amen and amen and amen. Listen, beloved, until next time, remember Jesus is Lord. God bless you. Okay. Uh, there's more to this video. There's probably more commercial coming up of how God is telling you to give a thousand dollars. Um, yeah, I don't think this man is as crazy as he seems. I think he's just a grifter more. Moreover, he strikes me as an amateur grifter. He's getting his start. This is how you get your start in the game. He's got a backdrop says podcasts, and it says you're I've not been able to to read what's behind him. I'm guessing miraculous life. And he preaches with the cadence 
of someone preaching in front of an audience, but he has no audience. There, there's no audience. It's just a guy in his basement wishing that he had an audience and putting on a show and trying to slick it up as if he were uh, a professional, someone to give money to, and he you know, put some time and effort into that really out, uh, out of uh, whack commercial uh, that he did, and he's using that to get his foot in the door of Christian grifting. I, I just, I think that's really what's going on. And who is he talking to? Who are the easiest people to grift? The people who are maybe mentally ill and least informed and also suffering from one thing or the other. And he can just create the problem, that suffering you're having, that's because of demons in witchcraft. Here's the solution. God says, give me a thousand dollars. Don't be rebellious. Or that witchcraft will come upon you even worse than it is now. That's the message. That's that's his message. If you think I have treated this unfairly, the other alternative is that he is batshit crazy and that he does represent real, true Christianity. This, folks, is what is preached in many pulpits every single week. This is Christianity. Butts in the pews, boots on the ground, Christianity. This is what it looks like. This is what it sounds like. And you know what to do. Till next time. I will see you in the comments. In the meantime, I'm out.